Welcome to Expired's Training Overview, presented to you by Coldwell Banker Premier. First, we will start with a couple of disclaimers. Content contained herein is believed to be accurate and current according to applicable federal, state, and local laws, as well as realtor policies and ethics as of May 2022. This content is subject to errors and omissions. This content is for the exclusive use of Coldwell Banker Premier employees and independent contractors. It is prohibited for you to copy, share, or distribute any part of this presentation without written permission from the owners. Disclaimer. As an independent contractor and sales associate affiliated with Coldwell Banker Premier, you have access to a selection of tools, technologies, resources, and educational opportunities. Attending this educational session and reading these materials included in this program are not mandatory. Nothing in this training is intended to create an employment relationship between you and Coldwell Banker Premier. Any affiliation between you and the company is that of an independent contractor status. The materials included in this training are considered best practices. The material presented here does not provide you with legal or financial advice or guidance. We recommend that you consult with your own advisors when dealing with those issues. Disclaimer. Remember to comply with all laws regarding solicitation. Obey the National Do Not Call Registry rules, state do not call rules, your brokerages do not call list and policies, and any other pertinent laws. Follow Telephone Consumer Protection Act, state and local laws regarding telemarketing, auto dialers, bots, and pre-recorded messages. Comply with all in-person canvassing, municipal, state, and federal laws, as well as subdivision rules. Know your local Realtor Association and MLS rules and regulations regarding the allowable use of listing data. As a Realtor and a sales associate in the real estate industry, where do your leads come from? And they come from many forms. Could be geographic farming, demographic farming, sphere of influence, open houses, for sale by owners, for rent by owners, prior customers, internet leads, expireds, and more. This session will focus on expireds. The National Association of Realtors has historically said that 70 to 80% of expired listings will relist. This is a pool of property owners that have already listed their house once and for whatever reason it failed to sell. So there's a great probability that these individuals will relist their properties. Expired listings are a great place for you to focus your time and energy to create business for yourself. Working with listings can take an investment of your time and maybe some of your money in the beginning. You must invest your time to cultivate these relationships so that home sellers trust you when they list their house with you. And typically, 
people's properties are their highest asset, their biggest asset. And so it's real important that they have trust. So let's talk about some F words. There are facts, failures, and fantasies. What does that mean? When you're talking to a potential seller, you want to talk about the facts, failures, and fantasies. The facts are those properties that actually sold. They are the properties that you will use for your comparable market analysis. Those are properties that have closed property and are provable for the price that they have sold. The failures are the properties that were exposed to the market but failed to sell for whatever reason, those properties become the expired listings. And then there are the fantasies. Those are the properties that are currently on the market and we don't know yet what they're going to sell for. They have an offer price, an asking price, a list price, but until a buyer pays for that property and it closes, it's still a fantasy. And those are three key words to have in mind. The seller gets to choose which one they want to be, a fact, a failure, or a fantasy. And it's really important to be able to articulate this when you're talking to a potential seller so that they understand that they're making the choice about how to price their property properly in the marketplace. Working with expired sellers takes resiliency, it takes persistence, it takes tenacity, and here is a quote by Robert H. Schuler: Tough times never last, but tough people do. And how that relates to expired listings is you must believe in yourself that you are the right agent to relist that property and sell it in the marketplace. So let's take a look at a study that Notre Dame did several years ago. And in this study, it said that 44% of all salespeople quit after the first no. 22% of all salespeople quit after the second no. 14% of all salespeople quit after the third no. And 12% of all salespeople quit after the fourth no. However, the study also demonstrated that 60% of all prospects say no four times before making a positive decision. So that means that only 8% of the salespeople remain in the marketplace talking to that customer to be able to do that business. So you want to keep that in mind also. Be part of that 8% understand that the word no is normal and that you are going to receive no at least four times before you get an affirmative response from whichever prospect you're working with. But this is also particularly true with expireds because they failed to sell. So they have some, we'll say maybe some baggage or some history when they have their conversation with you. So keep in mind that you want to be part of that 8% and you're going to hear no at least four times. Let's do some math. And a lot of sales associates will say, oh, everybody goes after expireds. I'm not going to go after expireds. 
but that is what I would call an urban myth in the real estate industry. So for example, if there are a thousand members in your realtor association and 100% of them pursue expired listings, which we know automatically is a false statement, but let's just assume it to be true. And 100% of those agents cover the entire MLS geographic territory, which again, we know is an absolute false statement, but we'll assume it to be true. Then that 1000 agents times the 8% of those that are tenacious, and we're assuming they all are based on those statistics we just heard from the Notre Dame study, that trickles down to only 80 agents are actively competing for all of the expired listings in your MLS in the entire geographic territory. Of course, we know that that is not true. It is a much smaller number. So the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you as good as the other 79 agents who are pursuing those expired listings? And of course, the answer is you're at least as good as they are. So why would you hold yourself back from pursuing expired listings? And if you haven't done expired listings before as part of your lead generation, now is the time to think about doing it. And not just think about doing it, but actively do it. So when should you contact an expired listing? That's a great question. And those sales associates who are proficient at converting expired listings into active listings run a daily hot sheet in their MLS to see what expired at midnight. And they then contact them first thing in the morning. There's that uh, old adage that the early bird catches the worm. But also in the market that we've experienced in the last couple of years where it's very hard to maintain inventory, not 100% of all houses have still sold during those boom years. So go back 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, maybe even 180 days or uh, beyond to see what properties expired and never were relisted because now might be the right time for those properties to come onto the market. And not just for the properties to come onto the market, but that the sellers are in a different place with what their motivation and expectations are. So don't just assume that you have to pick the expireds that expired the day before. Go back and look at the history and talk to those people. A lot of agents are not going back historically to try to reinvigorate those sellers to come back on the market. Now is the time. So how do you contact these sellers? Again, in the beginning with the disclaimer, we talked about making sure that you're following all of the proper solicitation rules, regulations, and laws. So you wanna make contact with that seller. Whether you're calling them, you're sending them a letter, or you're knocking on their door, you wanna reach out to them. And I will say this, the more proactive you are in getting in front of them, the better your chances of converting them. Sending a letter certainly will put you in contact, but it's a very passive way to make that contact. And by the time your letter reaches that seller, eight other agents in your market may have already made contact. So while it is a method, it may not be the most efficient or successful method. 
Creating rapport is very, very important with that seller. You want to find out a little bit about them. And again, if you are working in a geographic area and previewing all of the properties when they come on the market, whether you have a buyer for those properties or not, that is a big help for you because when you talk to that seller, that expired listing, you can say, oh, I've been to your house. I've seen your house. And of course, we'll get into that a little later, but if they say, why didn't you sell my house? I didn't have the right buyer at the right time. And then third, the goal of making this contact is to schedule the appointment. You don't want to have a listing appointment over the phone. You don't want to ask all of the qualifying questions over the phone. Really, your primary goal is to get with them to find out why they think their house didn't sell. Now remember, these sellers are probably frustrated if you have called them the day after their house has come off the market. So there might be some emotions that they have. One thing that they might do is they're going to dump. They're going to say everything that went wrong. They're probably going to say that the agent failed to sell their house and you're going to listen. Do not engage in that conversation. Nobody benefits if you bash the other agent. They may create objections as to why you're going to come or why they want to put their house back on the market. And they may be very reluctant to set the appointment because they may blame their previous agent and all agents then are the same. But let's just talk about this for a minute. Not all agents obviously are created the same and it's highly likely that price was the problem. And again, as a strong agent and a strong sales associate, I'm going to give you some words here. If you are in a listing appointment and you say, for example, that you think the house should be listed at 200,000 and the seller says that they think the house should be listed at 300,000 and you just don't believe that that $100,000 gap can be made up in the marketplace, then one phrase that you can say to a seller is, I'd rather disappoint you today than six months from today when the listing fails to sell. There is no empirical data. The facts that we have don't validate that this three bedroom, two bath, two car garage can sell for $300,000 in this market. So I think that's very important for you as a sales associate to be strong and confident with your skills and your market knowledge. The other thing to keep in mind is when you do schedule the appointment, and you might have to ask a couple of questions to get to the point to schedule the appointment, but you may survey that seller and ask the seller some questions like, what kind of a sign did you have on the property? Where was the sign located on the property? How many photos were in the MLS? Were they professionally taken photos? Did you ever see the photos? Was a home protection plan offered? Uh, you might ask about the fee that was charged. You might ask how many showings they had. Um, were there any office tours? Were there any open houses? Just a variety of questions to try to get a feel. And again, don't ask all of these questions, just a couple of them so that you can then set the appointment. And 
Um, when you also are calling to set the appointment, you can say something to the effect to the uh, effect of, is your house currently on the market or is it currently for sale? And I'm going to pause here for a second and talk about house and home. And you'll see that I really try to use the word house because it's an emotional separation over home, which is a very emotional a home is where we live, where our memories are, where our heart is. And when people are trying to sell their property, it's easier when we use a more clinical term like house rather than using the term home. And one question may be that you ask them, if you were to sell your house, where would you be moving to? And when do you need to be there? And if you don't sell your house, what happens? What are the consequences? And these are some questions that you can ask on the phone or if you're knocked on the door in front of them, just again to find out their motivation so that you can then schedule the appointment. You might call and ask, when will you be interviewing agents for the job of marketing your house for sale? Other questions you might ask are, did you like what the agent did? Did you not like what the agent did? Again, ask, why do you think your house didn't sell? These are all good survey questions to ask either to set that appointment and also to ask once you are in front of that potential seller. This session has been a brief overview for expired listings. Even in the best of markets, there are still expired listings. There is still an opportunity for you to generate leads by pursuing properties that have failed to sell in the marketplace. Also, keep in mind that just because you go on a listing presentation doesn't mean you have to take that listing. If that seller is not realistic and the price isn't right and you don't think it's going to sell, you can move on and just consider that listing presentation and those questions that you asked as a dress rehearsal for the next one and you are just sharpening your skills and thank them for the opportunity to meet with them. For a more inclusive class, we recommend that you take the CBU Lead Gen Virtual Expireds class. Go on mycbdesk.com and download scripts, read them and rehearse them. Go to BrandServe on desk and download marketing materials. We have a final disclaimer and we hope that this overview has been helpful and that you will be able to use some of the material as you grow and develop your business. As an independent contractor and sales associate affiliated with Coldwell Banker Premier, you have access to a selection of tools, technologies, resources, and educational opportunities. Your success depends largely on the efforts you put forth to grow your business. The systems and staff Coldwell Banker Premier have in place are to support and enhance your efforts.